Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Father, we thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We do behold your awesome majesty and yet your deep love and mercy that you would come close and be amongst us. For that, we're so thankful this morning. We pray that as we um, look at your word, Father God, that you will speak to our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray that our hearts now, we prepare our hearts to be open, that you may speak into our lives in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. It's really brilliant. It's so good to see you today and to welcome you to here to Oasis Christian Centre. So you'll find that we keep... Um, changing the chairs, the way in which we sit. We're, we're experimenting with allowing greater capacity into the auditorium. So, you know, from week to week, it might be a little bit different again, even so. So you know, bear with us. We, we, we take your comments. If you, if you feel that it's hurting your neck, if you're straining your neck to see this morning, or you're stuck behind a pillar and you can't see, you... Pete, you can actually move from behind that pillar if you want. There's lots of other spaces. But yeah. if, if you are stuck behind a pillar and you can't see, then let us know so that we can look to adjust our seating. We're looking to adjust the, the capacity of our seating in the auditorium, okay, to allow for more people as, as more and more people are gathering. So that's where we're going. Um, but so we're going to look at a series. We're embarking on a fresh series as we're here together when I'm sharing, and it's called The Heart of Worship. And uh, that's where I'd like to go for the next uh, few weeks. And that's what we should be looking at together. If you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to uh, Matthew and uh, we'll be looking at Isaiah. But also the scriptures are going to appear up on the screen as well. So, if you, know, if you haven't brought your Bible this morning, then you know, sit back and listen. Some of, the, some of the verses are going to appear on the screen also. When asked, uh, what is the greatest commandment, Jesus said, uh, he was asked, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied these words. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your mind. He went on to say the second greatest thing is to love your neighbor as yourself. But this is the first and greatest of the commandments that when, when asked, love God with all your heart and all your mind and, and with all your soul. Interestingly, in the Old Testament, if you come with me to Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 13, the heart appears again. And uh, if I may just go to that, Isaiah 29 verse 13 reads like this. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship, their worship of me is based merely on human rules that have been taught. Their lips, they're worshipping with lips, 
but your hearts, he said, God said to him, were far from me. It's, it's worship is more than song. How blessed we are to have an amazing worship team and lots of talented and gifted men and women, young and older, uh, people who, who lead us in worship. And what's one of the blessings that we really do feel as a church in Long Eaton. I, I've, you know, we've always sensed that for many years and we're so thankful and, we're, and to sing. And to sing is part of worship, but it's not the full story. It's not even the main story. The main story is your heart and my heart. And so the question this morning, and this is what God reveals to us throughout the Old and the New Testament, that worship is about the heart, your heart, my heart. Where is your heart? Who has your heart? You can, we can sing the songs, and they're beautiful, and they are expressive, and they are part of worship. And we can bring our, but bringing your life your life, bringing your very life before God and saying, this is my life, God. Take my life. We're giving our hearts. That is worship. So we can worship God at work. When you bring your heart and life fully to that work for God, you can worship God as you bring your heart. It's amazing. And this is what... Uh, I've only read a couple of scriptures. There's plenty of others that speak about the heart. And it's at that, over the next few weeks and months that we're going to look at this idea of the heart and worship and how to worship, what is worship, what happens when we worship, and that's where we'll be going over the next few weeks. There are three things that I want to just uh, take for a moment or two. And the first one is this. Worship is of the heart. And I want to ask you the question, who has your heart this morning? bit more. Who or what has your heart? Not just who. Or what has your heart this morning? Because where our heart is, that's where our worship is. Don't think about coming in a church building and singing songs, but yet there's an aspect of that. But wherever your heart is, who or what has your heart, there you will find there's your worship. There's your worship, my worship. Wherever your heart, who or what has got your heart today. A man called Oswald J. Smith said this. He asked, posed a question. He said this, in, uh, looking at the heart of, of humanity. And uh, this is what he said. He says, the heart of the human problem is a problem of the human heart. The heart of the human problem is a problem of the human heart. Oswald J. Smith. In humanity, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good in our world. It's not, it's not all bad, but there is a problem at our heart. At the very heart of life and human nature. It's a life without God. And there is a heart condition, a spiritual heart condition. It's a life without God. And many things grab our hearts, take our attention, capture our hearts, captivate my heart. And uh, Oswald J. Smith said the, the heart of the human problem is a problem, it's, heart, it's at the heart. It's here, in the very centre of humanity. Where is your heart today? Who, who's got it? And, and that's where worship is centred. Worship is centred at the very centre in me. Some people worship their car. Their heart is in their car. They bought a nice brand new shiny, you know, all, I don't know, all singing or dancing, whatever it might be. Uh, for some people it's their job. 
For some people, it's their job. Their heart is absolutely... You might say, well, you, you, know, you see my job, Adrian. It's a hard life. But, but for some, it's the career. I'm not, I'm not casting judgment. I'm just... It's a statement. Just a statement. For some, it's, it's, it's my leisure. For some, it's their opinion. Your opinion. That's where your heart is. It's in my, I'm right. I... It's, it's just a statement. I'm, I'm not looking to look at any individual and, and judge anyone this morning, but I'm going to throw out a lot of statements. I look at my own heart. Where's my heart? Where's, this is something that I feel terribly, incredibly challenged on. Where's, where's, who's got your heart? Who's captured your heart? Who, who or what has your heart today? And, and that's the issue that's today in the world. It's not more education. Education is good. I'm not against education. I've, I've, studied, I've studied up to a master's level of education, so I'm not against education. Education is good, but it's not. doesn't deal, ultimately, with the depth of the human heart. And so it's our hearts. Now, it's interesting that um, worship is of the heart. Worship is of the heart. And the word worship is interesting. Now, this morning, uh, both Steve, who's leading worship, and Helen, my good lady wife, both from Revelation, spoke about worship in heaven. And uh, they, the people fell on their face and worshipped, worshipped God, worshipped Jesus. The word worship, the word translated worship, is translated in a number of ways in the New Testament. And quite predominantly, there's a particular word, and this particular word translated worship literally means to bow and to kiss the hand. It's because the New Testament's written in a, 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 an ancient form of the Greek language, which is very descriptive. And in that particular word, the Greek word, particular word that's translated worship, and you find it often in Revelation, it literally means to bow, to stoop, in actual fact, it means more than just what I'm doing, but in, in, in the ancient world, um, you would, if, if you were a lesser to someone greater, a king, kings were treated like gods in the ancient world, or a ruler, their lord, they, if you, 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 you came, when the, you came into their presence, you, you would, you'd grovel, basically. You wouldn't just go, but you'd bow, and you would profusely kiss the, the actual translation says that, like the, the licking of a dog. You know when your, your, your pet dog will come and... It's, it's a way of, of affection with a, with a, with a, with a dog. It's to, it's to, it's to, and it, and it, so I'm not saying we go around licking, right? I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not saying that for the record. This might go out on the internet. But it, the picture is, is, is of, of um, humility... And love and the giving. That's the picture. That's the picture. Um, and it literally, it, so there's an understanding in the ancient world whereby you would, um, in the bowing, it's to, uh, it's a, this, is a, this is an interesting word, you might not hear this very often, you abase. Look that one up in the dictionary. But you abase yourself. It's, it's, you, 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 you humble, almost to the point of humiliate, in not, but not in a bad way, of, of giving your heart, as it were, in honour to the one that is to be honoured. 
And they did that to the kings of the angels. But not only was it to the bowing, is, but the, the kiss meant you adore, you love. And so there's a base and adoration in the bowing. And this is the word worship. Now, it's, I've took about five minutes to explain that. But it's quite amazing when you understand what that word worship means. No wonder it says in heaven, they fall on their faces before. They bow, they fall before the King of kings and the Lord of laws. They abase and they adore. They bow and kiss. It's quite amazing. It's astounding, actually. And so you can see it's more than singing songs. Songs help us worship, absolutely. But you can see this is more of a heart thing. This is the spirit. So what I've just described in the, in, in the last few moments is a spirit and heart thing. This is the spirit and heart of worship. It's to honour and adore. It's to humble our hearts. It's to bow and to kiss. It's to humble ourselves, to honour and to love. And that's the heart of worship, as we bring our hearts and we bring our lives, we say to God, I give my whole life to you. There's so much that wants your attention and my attention today, that wants you to give your life to something else, your life, your time, your money, your time, talents and treasure to so much. There's so much that cries out for our attention today. And wherever your heart is, that's where your worship is. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. And so God, so if Jesus says the great, no one, this is, this is, I'll come back to what Jesus says, not just what I say. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. That's worship. It's giving over your whole life to God. So when we walk out of the doors from here today, we don't leave the worship service but we worship God with our lives as we go upon our, as we give our lives to God. But there is this, and we'll, we'll look at this. Uh, I'd look at worship moments, worship life, and we'll look at this in the future. But as we come together, there's this moment where we are together, where we, we are heightened as we come and bring our lives, particularly to focus and on give our lives to God. But when you walk from these doors, you'll be walking on your life, and your life, how you live your whole life as you give your heart to God, is your worship. Second thing, so that's so the, the worship is of the heart. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, yeah. Second thing, treasure. The second thing, uh, Jesus said this. It's about treasure. He said this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, when we look at our heart. It's all about the heart, and that's where worship is. But this is interesting. So Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. What do you treasure today? For my wife, Helen, it's a warm, comfy bed with a hot water bottle. That's where her heart is. <laughs> you don't quite worship that. I could be in trouble now when I get home later. What do you treasure what do you treasure? You know, where is your heart today? A man called St. Augustine, Augustine rather. Augustine is one of the early fathers, of the early founders of the early church. Pretty famous. He wrote a lot of theological works. One of the early writers of the church. Um, quite amazing in some of the early church theology. 
So he said some pretty amazing things about the Trinity and, and stuff like that. Very profound. But he said this about treasure. And I thought this is really good. He says, where your pleasure is, there is your treasure. Get the link, okay? And where your treasure is, there is your heart. He's repeating what Jesus said. And then he said this. And where your heart is, there is your happiness. Where your pleasure is, there is your treasure. Where your treasure is, there is your heart. And where your heart is, there is your happiness. I meet so many Christians that are not really at peace, truly happy, truly in a place where they feel that they are walking in God and with God. Why? It's about what you treasure. I suggest to you this morning, and for myself, what do you and I treasure in this life? Jesus speaks about building up treasure in heaven. It's not wrong to have things, by the way. It's not wrong. We live in a world that is material. So we have material things. But when the material things have us, that's the problem. So it's not wrong to have material things. It's just not wrong. But it's when those things have us, when our hearts. And so what's your treasure today? Because that's what will have your heart and that's where your happiness will be, where your true hope will be. I would prefer the word joy, a real life where you would truly come to a place where you will, a sense of joy and purpose and hope in life is when our hearts are given over to God. Blaise Pascal, you know, mathematician, scientist, great thinker, he, he sewed into, the, into um, his jacket an experience of, that he had of God. He, he came from a Catholic background, but he had a profound meeting with God. And in, and in this profound meeting with God, he, he spoke about fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he sewed it into his jacket. And when he died, they, his family found, he sewed this experience of, of God having his heart. And it was within his jacket. And uh, he said this, that, you know, only God can fill the void of the human heart. The love of God. Only the love of God can really fill the void, the, the deep aching and yearning in the human heart. Where's your treasure? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart. Third and final thing is this. There's a way of worship. There's a way to the heart journey. And I just want to sketch that out in the next, just the next few, few minutes. But as we look at the heart, you know, the heart is at the heart of worship. We need, need to ask, what do I treasure? I mean, some people treasure my life, me, more than God and him. And the, but there is a way, there is this heart journey. Uh, I, I'm going to suggest to you that, 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 you know, very briefly, but in the heart journey, they're, they're going to sort of um, go together. But the first thing is that we um, apprehend. I think in the journey of the heart, we apprehend God. There's an intention to perceive, to see, to look, to seek, to give our lives over to God. There's this, this is the part of the heart journey. It doesn't just happen 
although the Holy Spirit moves and can move as he wishes, but there is on our part an intention, a desire to say, I want to know you, God. I want to, I'm going to give you my life. I, I've, I've, I've been spending more time, I've been giving my life to so much other stuff. My life is being divided. I don't love you as I did. I don't love you at all. I'm not sure if I do, if I do follow you. And so there's this, there's this apprehension, there's this perceiving, a, a, a coming to God and saying, you know, forgive me, I give you my heart and give you my life. That, and then with that apprehension, there comes um, then an appreciation. In the journey, there is a, 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 desire, um, a desire to thank God. When I say appreciate, a thankfulness. So as we say, okay, God, this is my life. I'm going to give you my life. There's a, a case where we begin to thank God for this life. We thank God for this day. As we were, that's that's the, the very heart of a, a, a thankfulness to, for who God is. A thankfulness for this day. I found in my own life, as I begin to be, I start every day, usually it's in the shower, being thankful. I don't know why, that's just just, just me. But in the shower, I find myself, the first thing in the morning, being thankful, saying, thank you, God, for today. Thank you for my life. Thank you for, 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 for your hope. There's an appreciation. So there's this perceiving and apprehend, and then there's a, an appreciation. And this, as we come day by day. And, and with that, then, comes within time a sense of adoration, where we begin to feel a sense of love for God. Some people, some people want to jump straight in to feel loved and love God. But there is this, there's this apprehending, there's this appreciating, being thankful. And then there comes a sense of adoration whereby you, you begin to feel that you love God. It's a beautiful thing. The journey of the heart, the journey of worship, the journey of the inner workings of the spirit of the heart. Now, an amazing thing happens. As we, as we come and we begin to, uh, we'll look at this in more detail in the weeks ahead. This is more of an introductory morning, really. But as we begin to perceive, apprehend, begin to intent, begin to look for God, and we begin to seek out God, begin to give our hearts to God, we begin to come and say, thank you, God, for this life, for my life, for your son, for the Holy Spirit, for your goodness, for your mercy. And we appreciate, then we come into a place where, as with time, we begin to feel a sense of love and we adore and f- but the most amazing thing is that the third thing the fourth thing is this that we begin to feel loved affirmation as we appre- apprehend as we appreciate as we adore something spectacular begins to change in my heart a sense of love of being loved as we love we've, we sense and feel loved by God you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. There's a sense that you feel loved as we come into his presence. Every human being, the deepest need of every human heart is love. Is love. And the most amazing thing happens as we, I'm talking about day by day, not just in a worship service, but giving of the heart, the giving of our lives. Now, the very workings of that sort of journey, apprehending, appreciating, adoring, feeling affirmed. The very heart and centre of that journey is this, is that we put God at the centre. We put God at the very centre of our hearts, at the very centre of life. We, we put God in that place. Um, we, we don't, it's not me, but it's him. And, and what happens is that, that I, I, he, he increases, I decrease. And it's not what I get, but it's what I give. 
I give my life to God. This is the very centre. In that journey, that apprehending, appreciating, adoring, feeling affirmed, there is a sense whereby God increases and I decrease. When I say I decrease, I don't disappear as a person, but me, 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 what I need, need, seems to subside and decrease. What increases is God, God, God. How good he is, how amazing, how awesome, how kind. Now this begins to happen when you put God at the centre. And it's not about what I get, but what I can give. Now it's amazing. Now this is the amazing thing. As you and I lay down our lives, this is the most amazing thing. As you and I bow to kiss the hand, as we submit and yield and give our lives and say, God first, not me, not what can I get, but I give you my life. As we lay down, an amazing thing happens. Do you know what God does? He lifts us up. He lifts us up. He lifts you up. So you have a very uplifting experience. I mean, so many people that say, oh, worship didn't do anything for me today. You can tell by my voice what I think about that, can't you? The way I said it. Or it didn't, you know, the song, that song didn't do it for me. Or don't like this. And I get that. There are some days when we don't feel right. And I, I get that. There can be an, uh, there can be, we can all have an off day. I get that. But that reveals something about our hearts. Have we come to give or have we come to get? In work, when we worship God with our lives, we give. But you then get so much. As you, as you lay down, he lifts you up. How amazing is that? And I come away uplifted. When I live a life for God, you come away uplifted. It's, 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 it's the upside down kingdom. If we seek God first, we get everything. But if we try to get everything, we, we find nothing. And I meet so many Christians that, are, that have been Christians for a long time that say, I don't feel anything, I don't get it. I meet so many people over the years. I meet even pastors who say this over the years. But it's as I lay my life down, he lifts you and I up. He receives. He receives your offering. He receives your life. How incredible is that? How amazing. I think that's amazing that I can be lifted I can be lifted in his presence. And so at the very, this is the, the heart of worship, is the yielded heart abandoned in the hands of the loving God. Abandoning our lives into the hands of a loving God. Let's pray. I'm going to ask the worship team to just um, come. That'd be great, thank you. And so in the weeks ahead, we're going to look at this in different ways, from a different angle, from different places, and unpack our hearts before the living God. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning. You know, as we conclude, I want to give you an opportunity for your life and my life and our lives and our hearts before God today. Maybe you're at a place where you once walked a path with God but you feel that your heart is far from him, then this morning you can come and bring your heart back to him. Maybe we're here this morning and we're not sure where we stand. You know, being a Christian is more than being good. It's more than even coming to church. It's more than reading the Bible and singing good songs and Christian songs. It's even more than praying, but it's giving your heart 
your life to the living God through his son Jesus. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're coming back. You've been far away. For some of us, it might be that other things have taken up your life. I don't know what they are, but there's so much today that competes for our attention. And so we have divided hearts. You know, God looks upon your life and heart. And, you know, when our heart, when we come before God and we break, we break our hearts and say, I love you, forgive me. God receives that. A broken heart, God receives. But the divided heart, when I'm following so many other things, that he doesn't receive. Maybe this morning, there are, there's stuff, there's things that, that grab my heart. God understands. He's a good father. He's a good, good father and will receive us as we come to him afresh. Maybe some of us are like that this morning. There's so much in our lives today that's gripped our lives. Maybe for some of us, it may not be that there's stuff and things, but it's just a care. God understands. Maybe you've got a care that's really grabbed your heart. And for you this morning, God understands. God feels. The Holy Spirit loves. God is gracious. God cares for you. If you've got something that's gripped your heart, whereby it's so difficult to worship because it's a... Then bring your care to Him. Mighty God, or Heavenly Father, thank you that you're a God of God who cares. You're the creator of the universe, far and high and lifted up, and yet you're the God who is right here, right now, who comes beside me. Thank you, Jesus. You're not so far from me that you're just a step, a prayer, an open heart away. This morning, we open our hearts to you, almighty God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. And we say, forgive me for being far away. Forgive me, perhaps, for living life for me without you in my life. I come to you and give you my life for the first time. Forgive me for the many things I've given my heart to, other treasure, I come back to you, giving you my life. Help me, Father God, as I give you my heart for the thing that's broken me, the care that I have, the thing that's gripped me and hurts me, that's taken up my heart and life. I come before you, heartbroken, giving you my heart. we stand together let's determine as we sing as we've prayed that we give God our hearts and our lives let nothing grip us let nothing take your heart attention let's give ourselves to him afresh maybe this moment that we have right now this next moment these next few minutes as we worship together let this be a moment where you give your heart afresh to him right here right now so Father God we say receive our hearts we open our hearts we give you our hearts we pray receive our hearts as we go from this place today and we go about our week as we begin about to begin a new week we pray that our, as we live our lives before you with open hearts 
for your goodness. May we be conscious of you at work, at rest, at leisure, in our neighbourhood, in family, as we're out shopping. May we live lives that are worthy, that worship you. As we give our lives to you, may we be conscious that we're giving our hearts and lives each day. Pray for the release of your spirit to take away those things that take our attention, those things that cause our hearts to be divided. We pray for healing to be released upon lives and hearts that are broken and hurting, that you would come and release of your spirit, Lord, that you would flow through us and touch those around us and amongst us as we live lives given hearts, lives of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. May you have a great week as you start your new week. Um, don't feel that you have to rush away. We're going to be serving teas and coffees. They're on a different place this morning.